Hello, uh, this is Julia Sotis on a totally different reality. And uh, today we are going to be talking with Susan Lazar Hart. And I'm very excited for this conversation. It is about the three biggest lies people buy into when they're trying to create a relationship and uh, what you can do to change it. So that's pretty specific, and I'm pretty excited to talk about these things. They seem pretty interesting. I think that there's probably a lot of things that we buy into, so I'm really excited to start talking about them and to have Susan on the line. So welcome, Susan. Thanks, Julia. Me too. Um, <laughs> what, a, what, what a great way to start the day, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Three okay. biggest lies and how to change them. <laughs> What's not working? What lie did I buy into that created this? Oh, that's awesome. So, so it's about, it's not about trying to, I, um, you, when you and I were discussing this before the show, we were talking about trying to fix things, um, and, and stopping trying to fix things and actually looking to create something greater is what's going to create a greater relationship. So I'm, I, I just like that. I thought that was a really cool tidbit. So um, can you can you kind of go over, or could you give us a little bit of your background? I'm sure most people know you, but I'd love to to maybe tell us something that we don't know about you, and then we could kind of get started in the conversation. I cut my hair two weeks ago. <laughs> <laughs> Hi everyone, my name is Susan Lazar Hart, and uh, I'm the county executive creator and and uh, a director of Right Relationship for You. Right Relationship for You was created, I guess, about five years ago with Gary Douglas, founder of Access Consciousness. And uh, one of the things we realized is that I actually see relationships differently. So with that, that information and that awareness, how many of us actually see relationships differently and we're never acknowledged for wanting to and asking to create a different kind of relationship. So Right Relationship for You is a company that I travel with all over the world so excited. I'm going to be in India in September and in Connecticut uh, the beginning of October, end of September with New Beginnings, which is a three-day wonderful workshop in which we actually delve into a lot of what you know. You hear Julia and I talk and play with to create something greater. I've uh, been married for over 35 years and uh, with all of that, using these amazing tools to constantly be in creation mode of my relationship. Uh, so what, what is it that is possible with our relationships? What lies are we buying into that are actually not ours to begin with? And who do we buy them from? So that's kind of what we're going to be playing with today. Oh, that's awesome. So, so I want, I'm really excited to just dive into these three points. But what, before we get into that conversation, what would you say takes a good relationship to a great relationship? Like, what for you is sort of the deciding factor with people that you, you look at or you work with and you say, like, you know, those people have a great relationship. Like, what is that for you? Because you've been with your husband for 35 years, so. <laughs> it's the willingness to be, well, there's a couple of things. One is the willingness to be an allowance of whatever shows up. So what we often do in relationship is we judge what shows up rather than ask, is, it, is this working for me? Is this a contribution to my life? And if not, what would it take to change it? So actually, for myself, it's the being in constant creation. And one of the biggest lies that we buy in creating a relationship is that we are so connected. People look to be connected 
rather than being creative. So if you ask what is the, you know, one of the things that keeps our relationship going is not buying into the lie that we're connected. It's more like, oh, so I wonder what, I wonder what today will create, and I wonder what your choice will create in contributing to our relationship, and I wonder what choices that I will make today will be contributing to our relationship, and now what else is possible. Right. So how do you not get into the place where, like, like what you're describing, I, I, I love it and I totally get it, but there's also that voice in the back of my head that says, well, then how do we know that we're together? How do we know that we're going to keep creating together? Um, what's the difference between, like, being connected to somebody and, and creating your life with them? Well, you're not actually creating your life with them. You're creating okay. your life. And it's the contribution and the vibrancy and the nourish, nourishment of you being in creation that nourishes and creates a relationship and communion. So you asked a really great question, how do I know? Well, when we ask this question, how do I know, how many of us are, go- are buying into the lie that, that there is uh, an answer in relationships? Right. It's the willingness to actually say, I wonder, would this person contribute to my life five years from now? You get a yes or a no. I wonder, right. would, this pers- would it be nourishing to play with this person? You see, the difference is, would it be nurturing and nourishing to play with this person? Would it be nurturing and nourishing for my body? Would it be nurturing and nourishing for my bank account? Would it be nurturing and nur- nourishing to who I be and where I'm asking to go? I'm not asking, you know, ten years from now, Remember 10 years ago I got a yes? Well, where, what the hell happened? <laughs> you promised me 10 years ago that it would be nurturing and nourishing for me. Okay, what the hell happened here? See, that's the biggest, that's the biggest lie that we buy into is that, is that you can count on something. Well, the only thing right. that you know is what you know. And so, that's, our, that's our, our, I would say, out of all of them, that's our number one biggest lie we buy into is that we buy... Um, connection as if it is creation rather than, okay, that was fun. Maybe, maybe that was just fun for tonight. Maybe the sex was awesome. How does it get any better than that? And, and okay, now what can we create today? Rather than right. that, that sex was so awesome, I know we're, we're, we're intimate now. <laughs> Not that I've done that. <laughs> See, true intimacy talked about has to do with vulnerability. It has to do with you know the willingness to be um, an allowance of whatever shows up. It's the gratitude and it's the trust, trusting that you know, and your body knows, and your bank account knows. Right. And, yep. Yeah. So I'm, this begs the question for me. I've heard, been hearing Gary Douglas talk a lot lately about the points of connection that we use to stay connected to our life, to this reality, to our partners and stuff like that. Could, could you explain what those are and how it plays into this? Absolutely. And I love that question. Thank you. Because that's exactly where we create the lies that we buy into. We have a, connect, we have a point of connection. So it could be, you remind me of my father, or it could be, um, I love the way that you dance the tango. My body really loves that. It, it, you know, let's, we meet every Tuesday night in tango, and, and that's our point of connection. And then people take that and start to create from that point of connection. Well, if we like the tango, we'll have, love having dinner. Well, if the tango and the dinner was great, 
um, what do you think we should name our first child? <laughs> right. Literally, though. Yeah. It, it, it's and, funny. And, like, it sounds yeah. like you're being funny, but you're not. That's no, really and, the way that it's created. And, and, and so we create dots. We create points in which we go, okay, I've gone from A to B, so now I'm going to go from A, B to C. So A, B to C was great, so A, B, C, D. And then all of a sudden, A, B, C, E sucks. And you're like, well, wait a minute. What happened? What did I do wrong? Because right. A, B, and C was great. Those points of connection was perfect. It's exactly what I've been asking for. Well, have you asked about will this, what will this create? Right. Right. So, yeah. right. So, like, for instance, I want to ask this question. Like, for instance, I don't ever miss people. Like, I'm always very excited and I'm always looking to what else I can create. And so I never have that sense of loss or missing somebody. But I've been made really wrong for that. Like, is it the points of connection that create you missing somebody? Well, if if it's so, let's back. Let's go sideways with this for a minute. Okay. So yeah. If, if you don't have a point of view about missing people, is it hard for people to find you? Very much. Yes. Because yeah. how much do they want to create a solidity in you in which they can connect to you? Right. There you go. So what are what are they trying to get out of that connection? Like, what is a person trying to create a solidity with me looking proof for? Connected. See, this reality is based on proof. So I, if I can prove that I'm connected to you, I'll know who I am. Okay. And, and so and then it's that, that... I'll know who I am in relationship to you. Right. Have you oh, ever that's been very fascinating. Somebody, yeah, have you ever been with somebody in a relationship and they just sucked you dry? Absolutely. <laughs> or they oh, oh, where are you going, Julia? I'll come with you. Or, you know, and so you, you being the leader that you be, don't require followers. But no. followers require a leader. So how uh, many people are looking for you to be their point of connection, to fun, to joy, to happiness, to juicy, orgasmic juiciness? Right. So they don't see their, their, their own capacity. And this, I've done this as well. But sure. don't see their own capacity to create that fun exactly. excitement yeah. in, for yeah. themselves. And that's, yeah, you just, that's brilliantly put. And so how much do we look for proof of um, our value in right. how and who we're connected to? Right, rather than it being us. Rather than, I wonder what else I could create. Huh, this actually isn't working for me. So like there's many times in, in my business relationships where it actually doesn't work for me. And I, and I bought into that I have to be connected. So right. I'll often stay working with someone longer than it's good for my business. Right. Okay. So the first so connected. Right. Right. Okay. So then, so so one of the first lies that people buy into, the first one of these three, is that we need to be connected. So how do we get out of this lie? Is this a? It's great. I love that. So is, is this a need or a creation? Am I needing or am I creating with this person? Okay. Because so if, if you get that you're needing... If you're needing, then you're, you're in connection. Okay. Rather so than, from there, it's an awareness. I'll give you just a really quick one. Um, sure. Was, when I met Ricky, his, his wife had been killed in a car accident, and he had these two adorable little boys. And so 
um, I, you know, moved in with him and took care of the, with the boys, and all of a sudden his mom sent over a nanny from England to take care of the boys for six months. And I remember turning to my brother and saying, oh, my God, if I'm not taking care of the boys, who am I? So right. my, bro- my brother brilliantly looked at me and he said, who the fuck are you being? <laughs> <laughs> you had a cool brother. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and that's one of the questions that I would ask people. When you, when you, when you f- hear yourself in neediness, right, ask yourself, who am I being? Like, what lie have I bought into that I am just that? You're an infinite being with infinite choices, infinite possibilities, and infinite capacities in every relationship. So everywhere you've limited yourself to, the, to one singular capacity, that you've decided connects you to somebody else, would you all be willing to give that up, please? Yes. 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 Oh, I heard a yes in the background. Yeah. (laughs) It's not yours to begin with. Everything that brings up on Create and Destroy, that, good and bad, right and wrong, pot and puck, all nine shorts, boys and girls. For those of you who are listening for the first time, that's the access clearing statement, which is just like a magic wand that kind of erases everything. And you can find out more on rightrelationshipforyou.com where we have the access clearing statement in regards to relationships. So there you go. So yeah. can, I, can I butt in here? Yeah. Uh, it's Judy Bicknell here. Hi, guys. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> I just I kind of blanked out on some of that clearing. <laughs> Well, you're the only one, Judy. Nobody else did. <laughs> no, I heard some of it. No, I didn't hear it either. So, so <laughs> it, if you could, please. Well, it came out of my. It came. It, it didn't. I didn't write it down either. So yeah, it was know? quite long. It was quite long-winded. It was quite full. Well, let's see. Um, well, basically, what have you made so vital um, with connections? that has possessed you to find proof in everything you do and be. Oof. Everything that brings up for everybody, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes, please. Yes, please. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, online charts, because that is the lie we buy into. If I'm connected, then I am. Like, so grateful for that. Who are you being in all of this? With, with my brother and the boys and Ricky, because I realized that I had come in from traveling around the world and thought, oh, I could do this. And I was actually not great at it. Um, and I was like, I could do this. This is, who I, this is who I could be right now. Rather than I wonder, would this add to my life and living? What other possibilities are there for me? And at the same time, I was going to university, and at the same time, I was painting. So true humanoid, I was doing about three or four or five or six things. But I decided that taking care of the boys was my connection to Ricky. I have a question here. It's Ellie. Yeah. I've just, um, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but my kids don't live at home anymore, and I'm a wife. And I need to find out who, what else I am for me. Yep. And I would like to create my life according to me instead of creating it around other people because it's, easier and more fun for me to create it or up to this point it's been easier and more fun for me to create it around and because of other people but I want to start or it'd be more I think it'd be beneficial if I would start to create it for myself and I want to get to that crossroad where I'm ready to do that so can I ask you something Mm -hmm. Um, I'm just going to repeat a little bit of what you said 
and then I'm going to say it a different way. You tell me which feels like it has more possibilities, okay? Okay. Okay. I am a stay-at-home mom. One of the things that I play with is being a stay-at-home mom. I wonder what else I could play and create with. Do you, do you get a difference there? Yeah. See, second one's better. <laughs> well, the first one was quite heavy. I am a stay-at-home mom. I want to create a life of my own. Well, you actually are creating a life. So everywhere you've discounted everything you have and are creating, would you be willing to uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shirts. You know. What if, as an infinite being, couldn't you do and be thousands of things? Yes. Yeah. So she's like, yeah, I don't want to say yes. <laughs> <laughs> I want to hold on to my stuff, okay, Susan? But it's stop. like, but what? But what else? <laughs> <laughs> but, well, the thing is, it's like, um, you know, what, that's a great question. What else is possible? What do I do so easily that I've taken for granted? How, I wonder what being a stay-at-home mom has informed me to go out and generate and create with. I wonder. So it's about being in the question rather than I am this, I I don't want to be this anymore, now what else is possible? Because everything you define you as that isn't you, that you're actually asking it to be you, would you be willing to uncreate and destroy that? Yes. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And that's one of the biggest lies we buy into in creating relationships. I am this. Well, as an infinite being, wouldn't you be many, many, many things? Mm-hmm. It's, what if it was just a choice? Hello? Yeah. Yeah. Can I ask something? When we define ourselves like that, is that coming to a conclusion? Yes. Okay. Every conclusion is a judgment. Every judgment is a limitation. You can't, and every limitation is a lie because you're an infinite being with infinite possibilities. So you can't, you can't pot and pock a lie. You actually have to choose for something greater. So I'm, gonna, I'm just going to, you know, I went back to school when my kids were... I had four kids under the age of 10. I went back to school at night. And then I moved that into going to school during the day. It took me 10 years to get my undergrad degree. And then I, you know, went for master's in painting. Then I had a studio for 30 years. And now, then I looked into in, in alternate medicine. And then I found access. And the tools actually turned my life around and was like, ooh, this is possible. What else is possible? What else is possible? And now I'm, who am I going to be tomorrow? I don't have a fucking clue. But I'm continually planting seeds and asking, I wonder what else is possible. I wonder what else right. is possible. So here's, a, here's something. And then, Julie, I want you to jump in, please, because you've totally, you're, you, you play like, like that as well. I know you do. So um, yeah. here's one of the things that you could do. For anybody listening and you say, wow, I've been at home for 20 years. I, you know, my head is so far up my butt, I don't know what to do with myself. <laughs> um, Everything that is. Thank you. I thought it was pretty funny, okay? 
I know, I know. Somebody's not not liking the things that I'm asking about. I can hear that. Okay. Uh, I came out of the oil slick, and I'm staying that way. Don't you clean my feathers off? I'm not flying, no matter what you say. So here's something you can play with: is write down five things. What are five things you'd like to create in your in this life right now? You know, no matter how 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 far off they are. Just write a book. Uh, I, I had this insane idea when I was, you know, with the kids and at home and baking and cooking that I would make cookies. And I thought it was crazy. Everybody loved my chocolate chip cookies. Well, hello, how many people became millionaires? Mrs. Sabra's chocolate chip cookies. There were so many people swimming in the same, you know, pool of consciousness with those cookies. They're all multimillionaires now. What did I, oh, no, I'm just a lowly housewife. Why would anybody want to buy my cookies? do 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 Wow. Yeah, there's, right? There's Mrs. Fields chocolate chip cookies. Hello. There's so many things that we do so easily that we take for granted. So f- write down five of those things and ask, what are three viable strings of income I can create from each one of those? And then ask, which one would be fun? And just indulge it. Indulge it. Sit down and indulge it t- for, ten, for ten minutes. Indulge it. Go five years from now. I wonder what, the, what, what would this be like five years. And that's not about being in the fantasy of it. That's being in the energy of it. Then bring that energy into the present of the one that feels the lightest and step into that energy and allow it to inform you. I would love to ask about that. What is the difference between indulgence and fantasy? Ah, fantasy is you're buying it as real. Indulgence is, I wonder, okay, so huh. So here's this guy, oh my God, he looks really hot. <laughs> mm, yum, okay, yeah, let's, let's indulge this for a second. All right, so we've got great <laughs> sex, and that's great, and then go out another year, go out, go out five years from now. So if, if I'm with this guy five years from now, truth, would it add to my life and living? Oh, actually, no. Oh, I see the way, <laughs> Ew. I see the way he chooses food. I, I don't want to look at that for five years. Right. Oh, he's not really great with money. Okay, I don't want to support him for five years. Okay, actually, he's kind of abusive. All right, I'm not hanging with that for five years. So you indulge it, and then you, you see what I mean? There's no judgment. It's more like indulging it. Fantasy is this is going to work out no matter what. I just know it will. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, so for, for point number one, um, we've talked about, you know, creating five or looking at five things that we can do you know to create income or to create our lives um and indulging in them and then sort of you know asking am i being needy here um what was the what was the opposite part of that question am i being needy or am i what 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 could this create would this be a contribution to my life and living anything that's a contribution is in creation mode i mean the universe is always creating the universe doesn't connect it creates Right? Now, you, okay. can, you, you can have creation and, like Ricky and I are connected no matter where we go around the world, and we're always in creation mode. Okay. So what's the difference between connection and oneness? Oneness includes everything with no judgment. Ah. Uh, right? Oneness is total allowance of whatever shows up. Connection is like, uh-uh-uh. <laughs> <laughs> no, this is my husband. We're, yeah, no, uh, we're only connected if you do what I say, or you're only connected if you match my fantasy. Right. Right. It's, it, it's, <sighs> it's, yeah, it's, it's I, I, the desperation to be connected. How many people have fear of missing out if they're not connected? Right. 
And by and by having that fear of missing out, we're totally excluding this whole other. I wouldn't even say it's a life. It's like you, when you're not choosing from connection, it's not like you have a life. It's like you have a living, and it's like this constant adventure. Yes, exactly. Right. And and Julia, you you do that. You know, I've seen you. I've known you for a while, and we've. You know, we we party hardy, and we've also you know <laughs> sat around over a jug of wine talking about life. And <laughs> yes, we have. <laughs> and, and I and and you are always creating. You know, you are you yeah. are always creation. So, would you talk to people about that as well? What is that for you that keeps you always in creation? I you know I don't know. I, it feels like it's something that I've just been been born with but I think I shut it down for a long time because I was taught that points of connection are more valuable than creation but it was a bit of both like for me creation is you know going to the theater putting on my makeup and my costume and getting in front of the in front of the crowd or for a long time you know creation for me was was relationships like I would just keep creating these relationships different versions of the same one and it just spun me around in circles. It wasn't anything, but I got so much awareness from it and I'm so grateful for it. And it was so much fun. It was a creation. And then when I got sick of the, the same old thing over and over, you know, I said, well, what else can I create? And I, you know, I'm creating an access business. And for me, it's like sort of this constant, it's, there's sometimes when I put force to my creations, it's like, um, I was using this analogy the other day. It's like if a little um, deer comes into your yard and you, you're you curious about the deer and you ask the deer questions, the deer will come closer to you and you can sort of coax it into your life. And, and um, I know that I'm not really, like I'm stopping my creations when I'm like, well, why isn't this working out or what's not going on? It's like yelling at the deer or, you know, making a sharp movement and the deer will run out of my life. And so like I just sort of like cre- like like just quietly whisper to these possibilities and bring them into my life and I I don't ever have the um like the the solidity or the I almost want to call it like hardness of of actual relationships and I notice how my creations actually start to die when I try to connect myself to things to to prove that I am something but for me like the the constant creation of my life is is number one to like to keep on moving you know like Gary Douglas always says you need to have at least four places to live if you (laughs) want to know who like a really good way to figure out who you are is to have four different places to live and I think I have about six (laughs) and so it's like and it's just that that constant movement and and it always being and, and I don't think you have to do it this way but for me the way that I've done it is always being around different groups like I can hang out with the the park avenue millionaires or i can hang out with homeless people and it doesn't really make a difference to me like i just i sort of chameleon into whatever situation um and and for me that's creation it's just sort of it's this constant living it's not i don't say i don't think i have a life it's like i'm constantly living and creating more and more and and adding things so yeah that's for me and and I, I guess that ties into the first point is like I I don't need connections to prove that I am Julia or that I am daughter or that I am girlfriend. It's like 
more of like, well, what else can I do now? What else can I create? What else is out in the world waiting for me to find? Yep. So, yeah. That was quite the rant, but anyway. <laughs> <laughs> The last part of that, the biggest lie we're so connected, is that you're all, all you're only living in the past. When you have a point of view that you're connected, you're looking to the past to, to reflect those connections for the future. So you're not actually allowing the future to create. Right. And so it's like when you destroy and uncreate your past, all that energy that you have swirling in the past, you can use to create your future now. So your future will get bigger. Let that go. (laughs) Right. Well, like, is it when you destroy that energy? Like, if you destroy and create the past and just let it go, Mm -hmm. is it is it not true that we have more energy to create the future? Is it? Wouldn't light have more energy, or would we just be energy? That's true. We're energy, space, and consciousness. Right. So it's generally, it's actually when we're holding on to something that it pulls us back and stops so it's, creating. If you let go of it, then what else can I create? Not what more, but what else can I create? Right. So it's not necessarily about more energy. It's more about what you are choosing at that time. Choice, choice, choice. Choosing the past yeah. or choosing. It's really more about planting seeds. So okay. It's the willingness to, in relationships, it's about planting seeds. So I wonder what this will create. I wonder what that will create. I wonder. Rather than, oh, well, that's what we decided to do, or I, I'm going to uncreate that, so that'll give me more for this. So you're already going into judgment of what right. uncreating, destroying something is. It's what if it's just what it is. Right. Yeah. Interesting. Okay, well, we should probably go on to point number two. Yes. Um, <laughs> so point number two, I think, is sort of based on the idea that we should be able to know what people are thinking yes. without actually having a conversation. So uh, point number two is if you love me, you would know what I, what I want. Yes. And that actually relates so. to the, it springboards after uh, it springboards after lie number one, which is we're so connected. So if we're so connected, you should know what I'd like. If you love me, you would know. So how many people base true love on being connected? You know, I, I used to say God doesn't come down and whisper in my ear. <laughs> you actually have to tell me. <laughs> so that's the, the biggest, that's the second biggest lie in creating relationships is that people look to see if somebody gets them. Rather than, right. than saying, hey, this actually doesn't work for me. Um, you know, I often say we should all come with, with like, past books that say, here, this is what works for me, this doesn't work for me. Um, this is what I like, this is what I don't like. What works for you? What doesn't work for you? Because very few people are actually willing to be themselves with other people. So we, we, who we be, uh, who we meet, it might be for that five seconds, it's actually who we be, and then we start to judge ourselves and judge them and limit ourselves to what we decided that they would like. And if they loved us enough, they would, uh, they would know. Like Ricky and I stopped giving each other Christmas and birthday presents years ago. Um, uh, you know, and the other night we went out to a fabulous restaurant with my brothers and they had these amazing little chocolates and stuff in the back. And so I bought some, put them in a box, and before I went to Chicago... Uh, I put it on his pillow with a big heart. It's like, surprise, for when he gets home. That's the fun, right? That's the creation. That's the fun. Rather than, oh, it's your birthday, I have to give you a present. 
or it's Christmas. Oh, shit, what do you want? How many times do you hear couples and people say, what do you want for Christmas? <laughs> Isn't that yummy? <laughs> right. What do I have to get you? you? Oh, I didn't get her anything. It's our anniversary. Well, what so if, that's like choosing from like approving, like you're proving that you're in that relationship by yep. what you have to do at certain times. Yeah, rather than being willing to be totally present and ask, you know, I'll, like I'll ask. So, yay, what is it that you would like to do? I mean, sex, how much more fun is it when you ask somebody, so what, do you, what would you like tonight? Rather than, oh, crap, here, here we go again. I hope he gets off of me or I hope she gets off of me really quickly. She should know I don't, don't like, he should know I don't like it like that. But, you see, you have to actually be willing to tell people what works for you, whether it's in sex, in food, in dating. Um, you know, I hope they get it. How many people, I don't know today, it might be different with the computer and the Internet, but in, in the old days, people used to sit by the phone and hope somebody would call. Oh, they haven't called yet. Oh, crap. Okay, that must mean this. So you go into conjecture. So we're not connected anymore because he didn't or she didn't react the way I wanted her or him to. Rather than, right. hey, this is what works for me. This, this doesn't work for me. I remember the very, one of the first times I came home from an Access 7 day and Ricky had been emailing me, oh, I miss you so much. I miss you so much. And it was 12 o'clock at night. And he picks me up at the airport. Oh, I miss you. Don't go away again. I miss you. I mean, playfully, right? And then we get right morning and I figure well we're going to have a great dinner together and he goes oh by the way I'm going to a hockey game with the boys tonight (laughs) (laughs) I decided him saying he missed me meant something rather than he just he missed me and it was wonderful because the second night we did go out for dinner and I said listen there's something I want to talk to you about this is this is how this sounded to me and this is how I took it he goes oh no 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 not at all so I was able to be really clear and, and for me, it was a huge awareness of how we take what someone says and move it past that 10-second increment into to being connected to what they said and how we use it against them. So how is that different than confrontation? Because I know confrontation doesn't really work, and there's a different energy in what you're saying. It was more of what did you intend with that? Yes, exactly. Um, the difference between what, what did you intend with that? And that's exactly what I said. What did you intend when you said that? Confrontation is you already have your list. Your dukes are up. You got your fighting myths on, and you already have your list. You're not, people who, are, who confront are not interested in change, interested in possibilities. They're interested in being right. And that's right. where it's really important to ask yourself, so what is it that I would like to get out of this conversation? What am I looking for? And be honest with yourself. Huh, am I looking for validation? Am I looking to change something? Is that, is that a possibility? Is truth, is, is change really possible with this person? I had a conversation with somebody who um, were connected in the same business, and they decided to have a class at the exact same time, like four hours traveling time away from when I'm giving the class. And I thought, well, that, that's kind of interesting. And they called me because they wanted me to make them feel better about it. And, it. and I thought, huh, okay, cool. There was nothing about what can I contribute to you. It was more like what can we contribute to what we're creating. And I was like, okay, that's an interesting conversation. And then they just put something else out recently, and I wasn't mentioned in, at all in what was being created. And I was like asking myself questions. Do I sit down and talk with the person? Do, you know, what is this? What can I do with it? Can I change it? What am I actually looking for? 
And that's a great question to ask. So when I ask myself, okay, what am I looking for here? Oh, I'm looking for validation. All right, would I be willing to let that go? That doesn't create anything. So what is it that right. I'd like to create? You know, what is and, it? and if you're looking for validation or you're looking for something that we would normally judge, if, if you don't judge it, you can actually sort of enjoy it as well. Like, yeah. like if I need validation from somebody and I'm really honest or if I'm really upset about something and I'm really honest about it, I can just run around the house screaming and crying. And then it's like oh, any kind of resistance is taken out of it and I have a really good time. It's a theatrical performance. Why not? Well, that's, that's what we call <laughs> indulging, Julia. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then I'm a very indulgent girl. <laughs> exactly. You're, well, yeah, how much fun is that? And look, you're giggling, right? Yeah. Yeah, and, and, and there are other ways of being with it. Just quietly ask yourself, what is this? What can I do with this? Can I change it? <laughs> is this person willing to change? I mean, that's a great question to ask. You know, is this person actually willing to change? Rather than if you, if you love me, you would know, or if you liked me, you would con- contribute to me. Is, that, is this what, what really is, is this? And is this really relevant? Another great question that I ask, is any of this relevant to what I would like to create? Because the truth is, whatever this other person is choosing, she's choosing. Is it relevant to what I would like to create? Absolutely not. Right. When we decide somebody else's choice is relevant to us, then we're actually giving a part of ourselves up to a limitation. We're limiting who we be. Because we are beyond all judgment and limitation. Right. You know, it's the willingness to lower your barriers and say, okay, I'm beyond all judgment and limitation here. Can you run a clearing statement on that, Susan? Well, it's more of, um, let's do a little exercise. Sure. Okay, so everything that brought up for everybody, what what have you made so vital about limitation that you've allowed it to possess you? (laughs) Okay, there we go. (laughs) Right, wrong podcast, all nine shirts, please. How's that? (laughs) That's better. Cool. I think it, well, actually, I think it got heavier, but okay, that, so was a, that was a clearing. Cool. Now let's do a little exercise. Okay, so everyone just, you know, put your feet on the ground, whatever that means to you. Uh, um, lower your barriers. Like often when I'm playing with a large group of people, I'll ask them to put their hands kind of shoulder height and just push, physically push down the barriers, push down the barriers, push down the barriers more, push down the barriers, push them all the way, there you go, wow, all the way, push them down, push those barriers down. Now expand out, keep pushing your barriers down, push them right down into the earth, let the earth take your barriers. Okay, now, allow yourself to bloom, raise your head to the sun, and just say, I am beyond all barriers and limitations. I'm beyond all barriers and limitations. I am beyond all barriers and limitations. And anything that doesn't allow that to show up and create and destroy that, good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond, I'm beyond all barriers and limitations. I'm an infinite being with infinite capacities and infinite possibilities, and I know I am beyond all barriers and limitations. And anything that doesn't allow that, I'm create and destroy that. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Wow, it's amazing how that just washes away. I love that exercise. Yeah, and just really, it's such a, just lower your barriers. And that's where, when you say confrontation, those barriers up, man the battlefields, barriers up. 
And that's right. what we've been trained to in this reality is to that's uh, you know one of the, one of the biggest lies of this reality is um, you know number three what you think is the best for the both of you will be the best for the relationship. So how much bar- how many barriers up do we have with what what I've decided is best? And confrontation generally has to do with well I've decided this is best or I've decided you're doing this to me or I've decided I've decided. There's no choice in there. Right. And it's sort of taking the superior position rather than the position of, can you help me with this? Like, I, I must have missed something. Like, I need help exactly. hearing it. And you feel a right. softness in, in that so that, that you know, that, that person that I was talking about who I was aware, it's, it's not, she's actually not interested in contributing to me. Well, what if that wasn't a wrongness? What if it was You're right? And so, yeah, so the softness of, hey, you know what, is there another possibility here? Right. Without, with, with total loving allowance of whatever shows up. And what if that actually creates me as being stronger for me? Like everywhere that I was looking to be connected to this person, everywhere I had a point of view that, wow, we're, we're all contributing together. <laughs> Actually, that's a really that brings up something that I've been thinking about a little bit lately. Um, the difference between like community mm-hmm. and oneness. Yeah. Yeah. And can you talk a little bit more about that? That's mm-hmm. something I'm not fully clear on. Well, I think when we try to create community, and here, listen to the words I'm using, try to create community, we're we're looking for where we're connected. Rather than oneness right. is, is communion with no judgment. So there's no, ju- like again, I often use the forest as an example, that the forest doesn't have a point of view of the shift and changes. So there's a communion. We often feel a communion when we're in nature or on top of the mountain. You know, I remember the first time I skied in the Rockies in Canada, and I just turned around and I was like, whoa, thank you, universe. This is astounding. <laughs> there was a communion there. And it wasn't about creating an agenda. It was just the willingness to receive. Often when we go to create a community, we're looking for like-minded. And that, that's not that there's anything wrong with that. It's what we do with that, where we hold people to that point of view. We, you know, often in communities, you then have rules and regulations for the betterment of the community. Right. And you're sort of, you're in the community and you're a part of the community until you cross something that could be judged as not the community? Exactly. Yep. Okay. All right. Okay, so let's go over point two, and then I want to head to point three here now. Um, So if you love me, you would know. Um, Do you have a couple quick sort of tools? We have the barriers down. Mm -hmm. Um, We have the, um, you know, what did you intend with that? Uh, rather than a confrontation and then just the willingness to verbalize what you require yeah and i would also ask what what um how many stability points are you using to create the love that you're choosing like how many points of views do we have about what love is and isn't and how are we how much are we trying to make that stable our connection point and that if you know what love is, love actually stands for low oscillating vibration equivalency. So if you love me, you would know. If you love me, you would vibrate to what I'm vibrating to. Right. So again, um, how many stability points are you using? That 
you know, points of connection are you using? How many points of connection are you using to create the if you loved me, you would know that you're choosing? Rather than, I wonder, what could I choose today to create something greater? You see, what could I choose today to create something greater takes it out of if you loved me. Right. So can you, before we go on to point three, yep. the stability points thing, I would just, I have to, have to get you into that because it's just such a great um, point. Can you explain the stability points? Well, and I love that because it really ties in with connection points. So what we do is we're looking to be stable. How many people are looking for a stable relationship? Hmm. Right? A stable relationship that they can count on, a stable home, a stable family. So who's, what, how many stability points do you have that creates the connections that you're using. Everything that is, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yeah. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. Stability points are what we've created that keep us going back to where we've come from. So when we, we look for those stability points, we've made them vital. And it actually right. stops us from going into the future, for, from creating for the future. Right. Okay. That's fantastic. And just a little bit further with that is st- how, what stability points are you using to create the unchanging, unchanged, and never changing reality that you're choosing? See, stability points keep us from changing. And that's what we're lo- we often look to connect to. We look to connect to the unchanged. So even though you are always changing, people are looking to connect to you because they want whatever it is that you have that they've decided. Oh, Julia's the kind of person that, that always changes. Well, you see how that limits you? Yes. <laughs> okay. like, well, I, I, it's, I see it all the time. People, well, what happened to you? Well, what do you mean? Well, you know, you used to be like this, this, and that. <laughs> Uh, I'll come back from access classes and people have literally like just asked like, did you get, is that a new outfit or like you must've got your hair cut. Is your hair shorter? And I'm like, no, it's all the same. I just, my being is completely different than it was four days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So Suzanne, can can you have stability points with yourself? Yeah. Yeah, how much judgment do we hold in place with stability points? I wish I was the 10 pounds less. I wish I was last year when I wish I was 10 pounds lighter. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> how many people? <laughs> right? I wish yeah. I had the kind of relationship that I had with my last boyfriend. It's like every wish and hope and dream is a stability point that you've, you've, um, you've implanted into yourself. So any point of view that you have, like, oh, business has to be done this way, that's a stability point you're going back to. Um, Sex has to be this way, that's a stability point you're going back to. Because when you go back to it and it works, you say, aha, you see, now we have a stable relationship or I have a stable business or I have a stable. But a stable is really, it encloses, right? You don't want anything that houses and encloses you. Like think of the word stable for horses, right? It's It's an enclosure that keeps the horses in. You actually want to, to go out and generate and create. And that's why the clearing, what, how many stability points am I using to create the unchanged, unchanging, unchangeable 
reality that I'm choosing? And what potency would you have to refuse and not acknowledge to actually choose that? Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Great question. Thank you. So everything uh-huh. that brings up for everybody, can we just turn it into an access class? Can we have great and destroy that, please? <laughs> yes. Getting bad, right, wrong, pot, call, nine shorts, boys and beyond. Well, we only have 10 minutes left here, so yep. I, I want to get on to point number three. Yep. Um, so, so point number three is what you think is best for the both of you will be best for the relationship. Yep. So can you dive into that one? Yeah. Um, it has to do with this, you know, again, all of these people might notice that all of these lies are connected. Yeah. So yeah. This, this probably is one of the, the, you know, I keep saying that's the biggest one. This is also one of the, you know, every time you're not willing to ask, does this work for you? What would create most? What would create greater? <laughs> what else is, what other possibilities are here? That's when you, when you think that you go into decision and judgment, that this will be the best for us. And the thing is, when we go to the best, there's nothing greater than that. So, you know, if, you, if you've had sex with somebody, so, oh, my God, that was the best sex I ever had, you've already told the universe you're not looking for anything greater. Right. So, so what what's you, the way? Yeah, what's the way oh, out of it is to be yeah. in the question. So when we said something is the best, how many limitations are we buying into that are divorcing us from us? So when you divorce you, yeah, when you divorce you from you, that's when we often go to decide what's best for us. Everything that brings up, woo, can mm-hmm. we agree to destroy that, please? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pot, online, <laughs> oh my goodness. So how many of you would be willing to give up the point of view that what somebody else says matters? Mm. Yes, I would. Yes, I would. Yep. Yeah. And everything you've done to make you wrong for other people's scale of intensity. I'm choosing for us because I know this is the best thing. You're too intense, so I, I decided. You're too flaky, so I. You're too, so I. Uh, right? Mm-hmm. So everything that brings up, can we uncreate and destroy that? Yes, please. Yes. Bad, right, and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. And yes, how many yes, of yes. you have been brought up to fight and defend your point of view? so that I know this is the best for both of us. Well, what else is possible? What greater possibilities are here for me? I mean, I'll often choose something. But I choose it like I was working in Europe uh, all spring, and I thought, wow, I'd really like to see Ricky, and I knew his birthday was coming up, and I said, hey, do you want to meet me in Barcelona? Well, oh. I chose that. I said, you know, if you had any place to go, where would it be? Barcelona. I said, cool, would you like to meet me in Barcelona? And so I... We, found, we both found hotels. We did all of that stuff together. And I, I had an awareness it would be really fun and awesome and a huge contribution to our relationship. I didn't, know, I didn't say this is going to be the best thing for us. And we had a ball and we had a great time and it was a great contribution to both of us separately and to our relationship. So when you want to, like, you're looking at that situation and you're asking, like, would this contribute? Um, okay, right there. And Can I just stop you right there? Yes. Okay. That's it right there. People look at relationship as if it's a situation. <laughs> right there. Mm. <laughs> yeah, so, that's true. Good call. So Good how test. Much create situations so we can be connected. 
<laughs> oh my god! Everything that, that was awesome. Yeah, yeah. So it wasn't a situation; it was just an awareness that that <laughs> it was fun to play together. Right. We we have fun together, huh? So I wonder what that would be like. And that was the biggest plan we made was find the hotel. We just, you know, five blocks down was a great tapa bar we fell into, and we hung out there for two hours, and then the next night we went back, and then, you know, just like, now what? Let's go see the Gaudi. You want to see the Gaudi today? Sure. Okay, let's go do that. It was just like all question, question, question. Where would we like to eat? Where would we like to go? What would you like to do today? Um, just like that. It's question, question, question. Um, yeah, anything that you declare as a situation is something you've been issued. Like people say, oh, okay. I've been issued. Right. Yeah. That's what oh, I didn't realize that the two were connected. That is yeah, so yeah, funny. Yeah. Yeah. And how many of us have decided, oh my God, this is a situation. I know what's best for us. And here are your orders. <laughs> <laughs> and do you, do you see how, and I love the way you said that, Julia. I apologize for interrupting you. But no. Do you, do you see how once we do that, there's no, there, we, we, we disconnect from the being. Totally disconnect from the being, that's and we disconnect from fascinating. We disconnect from the being that we're we would like to be with, and we we right. made it, we've made it a connection point. You didn't do what I told you to do, right? right? So uh, the Does question you would have known. Sorry, <laughs> I throw all three lies in there at the same time. Exactly. <laughs> so when I choose something, I often ask, "What's the greatest possibility for?" for everyone, like for, for oneness, for me included, for the world. Um, how is that different than asking what will be best for the situation of the relationship? Well, I wouldn't ask what would be best for the situation of the relationship. Well, I, yes, I guess I was being a bit facetious. But what would no, be actually like... But that's what people do ask. Yeah, that's they what I mean. Do you feel the heaviness of that? Absolutely. So if we say what would be best for the situation of the relationship, we've already make, come to conclusion that the relationship has a situation. Yeah. It's so, like the same as fixing a problem. We've already concluded that exactly. there's a problem to fix. Exactly. Yeah. So it's, it's really the willingness to say, I wonder. So what else is possible here? Is there, is there another possibility here? Does this add to my life and living? Actually, yes, no, no. No. Okay, cool. Right. What else is possible? That was fun. Now what else could be funner? <laughs> so when you're choosing for the relationship, though, and what's best for the relationship, that, that is very heavy and contractive. But is it, it's a, okay. it, there's, I you know what I'm saying? Yep. I'm just yeah. looking at our time, so I'm kind of interrupting you a little bit. Um, no, that's I, okay. It, it, I'm never choosing for the relationship. I'm always choosing yeah. for me. Right. And by choosing for you, you're choosing for everyone. So I'm being selfish okay. in, in, in the, what this world calls selfish. It was like, I'd like to see Ricky. So how can I create that? Gee, I miss Ricky. I'd like to see him. It'd be fun. We have a good time traveling. So, okay, what would be fun? Oh, here's, here's a week. Huh, I can cancel Italy? Yep, that's done. Okay, now what? I have a week. Okay, cool. Ricky, you want to come play? Right. Because it adds to my life and living. It adds to my... So from there, I went off to Hungary, all happy, and, and uh, ooh, that was fun. And, and that energy then was a contribution to my class in Hungary. Right. So awesome. I'm not looking at the relationship. I'm asking, does it work for me? Because that's the, the... You know, if it doesn't work for you, it doesn't work for anybody. 
Right. So it's, it's not about reacting, defending, um, or or having a confrontation. It's about, I wonder what would be fun for me. Because the more I create and generate for me, the more joyous my life is, the more our relationship expands, the more Ricky is just really content. Right. Yeah. Awesome. Well, you know, okay, you know well... I'm just going to say, our, our t- I know our time is wrapping up. Yeah. And uh, I know that this is a lot of this is really deep stuff, and some of the questions we've been asking could have brought up all kinds of tough feelings, maybe, you know, anxiety, sadness, fear, excitement, um, about what's coming up next for people. And um, it also could have triggered a sense of urgency about doing something to see relationships differently, to seek out a new way um, of being in relationships because what isn't going on and working isn't working. So with all of that, I would like people to encourage people to come to the New Beginnings class. Uh, we're having one in Connecticut in September, at the end of September, in Mumbai in uh, September, and in Australia in December. And with the New Beginnings class in Connecticut, it's going to be live streamed as well. So if any of this was fun for you or interesting, we'd love to have you join us in this life-changing course called New Beginnings with Right Relationship for You. And it's a three-day event. And um, we also have all kinds of resources and programs for people about seeing relationships in new ways. So I invite everyone before we close off to come to rightrelationshipforyou.com. Check out classes, check out New Beginnings, and um, just fill in your email address and you'll be getting newsletters and tips and tools and all kinds of goodies. Awesome. Well, thank you for allowing me to budge in and promote like that. Yeah, no, no, that's great. Thank you for being on the show. I think that you answered a lot of really good questions. I, Mm. I was very interested, like the points of connection and the stability points and how they specifically tie into relationships is really, really good information. So I'm really glad that that's out there for people and that you were able to clarify all that stuff. So awesome. Honestly, with relationships, am I coming from a place of needy? Or am I um, asking to create something different? Like what if we could all create relationships that have never been seen before? What would that be like on the planet? It would change the whole planet. Yeah. 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 So can I, is there time for me to ask for some clarity on one thing? I I would say Uh, yes, Julia's the boss. (laughs) We have a a minute and a half here. Yeah, go right ahead. Go. So for point number one, you said that um, fantasy is this is going to work no matter what. What is the difference between that and making a demand of the universe? Ah, great. I love it. Fantasy has a, um, it's going to be a red dress with a blue collar and I'll be uh, six foot three and with um, high heels on uh, at six o'clock at night with the sun setting. Right? Demand is, okay, universe, no matter what this takes, what would it take to be the invitation for a juicy, joyous, orgasmic body um, with yummy clothes and an amazing environment? Got it. Yeah, because now you've got all kinds of possible... Ooh, my body just got turned on, so thank you. You have no idea how much I'm tingling right now. And and, and demand, you're, you're letting the universe, okay, no matter what it takes, I'm asking for more. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't... I always add, no matter what it looks like, because it's going to look different all the time. Right. It's always going to be different than what you think. And it's your willingness to be in total allowance of having something greater show up. What energy, space, and consciousness can my body and I be to perceive, no be, and receive what I haven't been willing to perceive, no be, and receive? 
and everything that doesn't allow that to show up in all my capacities on create and destroy that. Good and bad, right and wrong, pot and pock, all nine shorts, boys and beyond. You oh. run that one uh, yeah. every morning and see what shows up. Oof. Yeah. Thank awesome. Thanks for that question. That was a really good question. Um, all right. Well, thank you, everyone, for joining us. Thank you so much, Susan. Um, that was really a good call. I learned a lot. Um, and uh, we will uh, see you guys next Wednesday. So have a really good, warm August day wherever you are, and we'll talk to you next week. Take care. Thanks, Julia. Thank, thank you, you so much. Thanks for having me on. Bye. Bye.